You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. Good morning. Just like every Wednesday morning, before I record the podcast episode, I sit and meditate. In fact, as you might have gathered from so many of my episodes at this stage, I sit and meditate every morning. This morning, just before I started to record, I did my meditation. And I knew in advance what I was going to talk about in today's podcast. And then I, as I meditated, it dawned on me that that's not the message I need to give you today. I have a different message than the one I had originally thought I should give you. Uh, before we go any further, let's explore what I've just said. First of all, the original subject for today, which was about decision-making, which we'll come back to some other time, no doubt, was what I thought up, what my thinking mind had decided I should do. But then during the course of my meditation, something completely different, something more important, something more urgent actually came to me. This is one of the attributes of people who are operating in flow. With all of my clients over the years, with all of my program owners, what I have discovered is that very often they get up in the morning with their to-do list and in the course of their morning routine, maybe it's their meditation, maybe it's whilst they're shaving or showering or dressing themselves, something more important occurs to them, something that has come from their inner selves, something that has come from their gut instinct, something that wasn't on their radar, and yet something that they simply have a gut feeling that they know they need to do today, or perhaps actually even first during the course of the day. The really interesting thing that they experience as a result of going with their gut feeling is that they discover later on, whether it's later on today or later on in their lives, that the thing that they did, the thing that their gut instinct had told them to do and what they actually did was just the right thing to be done at just the right moment in their day, in their lives, in their careers, in whatever aspect of their lives they were moving forward. And the really interesting thing about it is that whilst they were doing this most important thing, a lot of the other stuff on their to-do list was simply dealt with. Either someone else dealt with it or the problem went away, or they realized that they didn't need to do anything about it at all in the first place. It was just something there to addle them or annoy them. You know, the way we add stuff to a to-do list and it's on a to-do list for weeks and weeks and perhaps months on end. And all it is is a stick with which to beat ourselves. All it is is an annoyance. To-do lists are created by our thinking mind. My to-do list this morning was created by my thinking mind. I meditated and I realized there's something entirely different that I wanted to talk to you about today. And it is about your wealth. 
but not your financial wealth. My father-in-law, who passed away just five years ago, always said that your health is your wealth. I have a number of clients, given my age, you know, I'm almost 63 years of age, given my age, I have an awful lot of clients of a similar age, people who go back with me to when I started working for myself first in 1996. And a lot of those people are retiring or have retired at this stage, or should I say moved on in life? It's an interesting word, retirement. It's kind of an old-fashioned, outdated idea. It is an idea that comes from the era when we had steady, pensionable jobs for life. Those don't exist anymore. And really, the only people with whom I talk about retirement are people in the corporate world who can't wait to escape from the corporate world, whereas people who work for themselves or people who are doing something that they absolutely love, which of course isn't work at all, it's a labor of love, those people don't want to retire. Maybe they want to move on. Maybe they want to remodulate how they live their lives. Maybe as some of my clients have done, maybe they want to live what they describe as portfolio lives. I'll do a bit of this, I'll do a bit of that, I'll get paid for a bit of this, but I, I'll do that for free, or I'll go off and take dance lessons or join a choir these are real real examples by the way or i will build a large greenhouse and become an expert in growing cucumbers my tongue is ever so slightly in my cheek uh, when i say that it's a true story but obviously he's growing more than cucumbers none of these people would be able to do any of those things where they're not in the whole of their health i have one client who was one of those people waiting to escape from the corporate world and escape he did at the age of 62 himself and his wife had all kinds of plans for his retirement and then she was diagnosed with a terminal illness and died none of the plans that you have to enjoy yourself in your life are going to be enjoyable or even doable if you don't look after your health. The message I got, and the message I got during my meditation this morning was uniquely for me, but I'm sharing it with you. The message I got during my meditation this morning was, look after your body. We've said a couple of weeks ago that your body is the only interface with the outside world. We interface with the universe through our six senses. The five you already know, seeing, feeling, hearing, smelling, and tasting. And you know, if you weren't looking after your body and you were careless and you contracted COVID over the last couple of months, you, you might be missing your smell and taste at the moment. And that diminishes your ability to interact with the universe at large. It's an aside, I suppose. But we know from our previous conversations that we interact with the universe through our sixth senses. Now, we know what the sixth sense is because we've explored it before. And indeed, if you have been following my weekly videos that I send out for free every Thursday for the last eight weeks, all throughout the summer, I was doing a series. Every Thursday morning, I went through one of the five obvious senses, but with the purpose of getting to exploring the sixth sense. 
the gut instinct that I talked about earlier on. This knowing that we have within of what is good for us. This knowing that we have within of what is bad for us too. And this knowing, some people call it their inner voice, that we often ignore, but we ignore it at our peril. How many times have you decided to do something and your little inner voice says, don't do that, or you're going to make the same mistake again, and yet you go and do it. So many people have talked to me about making the same bad decisions again and again and again, despite the fact that their inner voice was screaming out loud at them. This inner voice we need to listen to, and indeed we need to listen to it in relation to the subject that I wanted to talk to you about this morning, which was decisions, but as I said, which we will come back to. I have a key message for you today. You can't interact properly with the universe if your body isn't functioning on all cylinders. We look after our bodies by looking after our minds. If your mind is calm, if you are present, all is going to be well with your body. If your mind is jumping around the place, all over the place, if you're anxious, if you're worried, if you are distracted, if you are frustrated, if you are suffering from any of those constructs of the thinking mind, because that's all they are. They're not actually real situations. They're not actually real emotions. They're not real anythings. They are how you're thinking about whatever you happen to be thinking about, or perhaps most fundamentally, they are as a result of what you're thinking about yourself or how you think about yourself. If you're suffering from any of those thought-created constructs, your mind is ill at ease. And a mind that is ill at ease results in dis-ease in the body. It's been known for 40 years at this stage that most cardiovascular incidents are caused by stress. The World Health Organization has written about this at length. There has been a vast amount of research, particularly in the United States in coronary care units, in relation to the immediate causes of heart attacks being treated in those cardiac care units. All the patients in those cardiac care units know exactly why they had a heart attack. It was the business, it was my finances, it was my marriage, was, which was on the rocks. My relationship was breaking up. They all, they all know why they've ended up with a heart attack as a result of stress. More recently, stress has been linked to most cancers. I have a number of clients who have come to me having been diagnosed with cancer and having realized that they did it to themselves as a result of the stress that they had created for themselves. We've talked about that before. Stress isn't real. Stress is just like all the other afflictions that I mentioned a few minutes ago, like worry, anxiety, frustration, annoyance, anger, you name it. Stress is just another mental construct. Yes, it is a mental construct that is hardwired into us. Yes, it saved us 10,000 years ago. The stress response got us out of danger. But stress is something you do to yourself. The same thing could happen to different people. And the first person would suffer from stress and the other person would be motivated or excited or fired up. 
one person's stress is another person's motivator. What's the difference? The difference is how they are managing their mind. If you don't manage your mind, if you don't look after your state of mind, if you don't cultivate a clear, present and calm state of mind, you are automatically going to trigger the stress response. And as we've talked about before, stress is a silent killer. The World Health Organization says that it is the key cause of a pandemic of hypertension that is killing more people in this world as we speak than what is gaining headlines for killing people every day, the COVID pandemic. It pales into insignificance in comparison to the pandemic of hypertension, in other words, high blood pressure. We've talked about it before, but very briefly, stress increases the heart rate, increases blood pressure, increases the production of LDL, bad cholesterol. Stress turns off the immune system and the digestive system. Stress is bad for you. Low level everyday drip, drip, drip stress is killing you. When we calm our minds, we undo all that. In fact, we do the exact opposite. We've talked before about how meditation, daily meditation, what I did before I recorded this right now, reduces the heart rate, reduces blood pressure, reverses the buildup of LDL fatty cholesterol in the body, reboots and enhances the functionality of the immune system and the digestive system. You need to look after your mind to look after your body. This flows into all kinds of different areas of our being. Looking after your body means, for example, eating the right stuff, not eating the wrong stuff, drinking the right amounts of alcohol, for example, or, or if you're that way inclined, not drinking alcohol at all. Because if we're talking about, for example, being clear and present, and calm and focused in our mind, alcohol does the exact opposite to the mind, it clouds the mind. Now, I know the Bible says a little wine is good for the stomach. And I happen to subscribe to that. I mean, living in France, it would be difficult not to subscribe to that. But as a complete aside, as a complete aside, and you might find this, I know some of my clients do, you might find this a little amusing. About nine years ago, myself and my wife decided, as we do from time to time, that we wouldn't drink for just one week. We wouldn't have a, any wine with our dinner for a week. That week turned into four years. Four years of complete and utter clarity of mind. Four years of sleeping like a baby every night. Four years of being fully present, fully in flow. And then we went to our doctor for our bloods, to have our bloods done, as one does at our age. And she discovered that our cholesterol was a little higher than she would have liked. She said to us, are you eating all the local cheeses as you were the last time we spoke? Now, it happened to be four years since we'd spoken. We, we, she, she thought we'd moved to another doctor. She said, are, are you still eating all the local cheeses? So oh, we love the local cheeses, whether it's party flat in the evening for dinner or raclette or a cheese fondue or something like that. Yeah, we eat all those. She said, are you eating those without drinking red wine? And we said, yeah. She said, you need to go back on the red wine. So we, when we drink red wine with our dinner in the evenings, are drinking it solely for medicinal purposes. It was prescribed by our doctor. Right, okay, that's, that's only half true. 
but the point is we drink in moderation. Everything in moderation, including moderation itself. It's, it's so important in life to get the balance right. And we talk about balance in so many aspects of our lives. We talk about, for example, work-life balance. And that's a subject, actually, that I'll come back to, I think, next week. Uh, and as I said, I think I'll come back to it next week. You might discover next week and talk about something completely different as a result of another aha moment that I have. But we talk about balance in our diet. We talk about balance in all various different aspects of our lives. We talk about balance, for example, as I've just mentioned, in relation to the amount of alcohol one drinks. The balance you're looking for is between your two ears. If you get the balance right between your two ears, if you ensure that your mind is operating properly, operating in a clear state, operating in your favor, if you ensure that your mind is fit for purpose, the purpose of your living your life to the full, if you get that balance right, everything else flows from that. You're going to know when you go shopping what to take off the supermarket shelf and what to leave on the supermarket shelf. This is a really interesting one because this happens kind of, it just happens. You go into a shop or you go into a restaurant deciding I'm going to have this, that or the other and you end up eating something completely different because your sixth sense has told you, don't go there, go here instead. This is something that gradually happened to me over a period of months, I would say about 15 years ago. Like many a man, I would go into a restaurant, look at the menu to see how big a steak I could get. And I'd order that, and I'd have chips, and I'd have onions, and I'd have, have all the kind of things that are good for you maybe once in a while, but not every week or two. And gradually, I found myself sitting down, reading the menu, going straight for the steak section of the menu, and when the waiter or waitress would arrive, this would simply happen. I'd say, I'll have the um, fillet of fish and I'll have a salad with it. Or I'll have something completely different to what I had thought I wanted in the first place. Some inner voice, not some inner voice, my inner voice said to me, this is what is good for you. Look after your body. This trickles down into everything in our lives. Will I have another cup of coffee? No, look after your body. One cup of coffee is very good for you, by the way. More than one cup of coffee is not. Will I have another drink? Have another glass of wine there? No, I'm looking after my body. Now, it, isn't, it, it, it's, it almost sounds boring. It's like a number of years ago, I was talking to a group in a workshop, group workshop, about flow and about how life in flow just flows, obviously, and it's absolutely wonderful. And you're always on this constant higher, not constant high, because, you know, the, the, the real highs we hit, we always come down from those highs, just like the real lows we hit, we hopefully always bounce back from those lows. But we were talking about how when we use our minds normally, were jerked up and down to highs and lows by each day's events. So in other words, something good happens to us and we're, oh, hi, it's fantastic, that was great. Or we're confronted by some challenge or somebody says or does something to us that makes us feel low and we plunge down into the depths as a result of somebody else jerking our chain. 
We're like puppets when we are using our minds normally, pulled this way and that by what we think about outside events. But when we're in flow, we simply flow. There are no enormous highs and there are certainly no lows at all. But where the peaks and troughs become the gentle waves of everyday life through which we sail effortlessly. And somebody in the room said to me, God, that sounds awful boring. And a couple of other people in the room said, yeah, I mean, just, just drifting along. That's not what I said. I said flowing along, not drifting along. I was talking to, I was talking to a girl yesterday morning who said that she is in flow every day now and she feels like a wing walker. You know, in the old days, if you remember the old silent films, you'd see a film of a guy standing on the wing of a biplane back in, back in the early part of the last century, flying along, soaring. This girl said to me, I feel like a wing walker, I'm soaring. I'm in flow. And it's so amazing. It is so exhilarating. It is so exciting. Imagine having that every day. Imagine being in that state of mind most of the time every day. Now I've said most of the time because inevitably there's always the odd road bump. I know I'm mixing my metaphors. How would a road bump affect a biplane when it's up in midair? <laughs> we're challenged. We always have challenges thrown at us. But when a challenge is thrown at us, if we're in that excited and exhilarated and flowing state of mind, we meet the challenge. And even though we might bump over that road bump for a minute, we're actually even more exhilarated as a result of meeting the challenge and doing just what we need to do to move us further on. This is what we need to do in every aspect of our lives, but the aspect of our lives to which I am paying particular attention this morning is your own health. Your health is your wealth. So what you need to do every morning is meditate. We know that already. It looks after everything, actually. It looks after you know, every aspect of what you will do today. If you start the day in the right state of mind, you've set yourself up for a wonderful day. It doesn't mean, as I said, you won't hit a road bump. When you hit a road bump, you need to take a deep breath, steady yourself, press the reset button and ensure that you're back in that state of mind. That is what mini meditation is for. That is why there are so many meditations as well as ordinary meditations in my app. A mini meditation is simply 120 seconds of resetting yourself. And this lady that I mentioned a minute ago, she uses these mini meditations when she's going into meetings or going out in the evening to ensure that she is completely in flow for whoever she finds herself with. Obviously for herself first and foremost, but if she's looked after herself, she's in a position to look after all the people around her, offer herself, give herself, give her energy freely to those around us. It's like when you get on an aircraft and you're told that if oxygen masks drop from the ceiling above your head, make sure you fix your own one first before you try to help anyone else. You need to look after yourself first. But this girl uses a couple of particular mini meditations that I have on the app. One is ready for action. It is what it sounds like. You're getting yourself ready to do something important. And the other one is called the opportunity. You see, our lives are full of opportunities. 
Our lives are full of opportunities before our very eyes. All we need to do is open our eyes, be present and realize what's going on. And when we do that, when we do the right thing, when we are in flow, when we have all of our energy available to us, freely available to us, so we can give it out to other people around us, we start creating those opportunities as well, because we are ultimately the creator of our own lives. What life do you want to create for yourself? And what life will you create for yourself if you don't have your health? Your health is your wealth. So therefore, when you meditate in the morning, you're going to find that you do order fish rather than steak off the menu. That you do gradually move towards the kind of balanced diet where you eat less and less red meat, which isn't really very good for you. It's awfully tasty. Once in a while, no harm, but it's not very good for you. You're gradually going to find yourself moving to a state where you drink the kind of amount of alcohol where you actually really enjoy it. An awful lot of people drink so much that the enjoyment has gone out of it, never mind the after effects, never mind the morning after. You're actually going to enjoy it. In fact, what you're going to find is you're going to start enjoying life more and more. Or let me put that another way. You're going to have more joy in your life. Now, I've used the word joy a few minutes ago. I used the word exhilaration. We're talking about living our lives to the full. We're talking about being wing walkers. By the way, I said, I need to clarify that. And I need to give my friend credit where it's due. That is her expression, not my expression. But it's a wonderful explanation of how we feel when we are living our lives to the full, fully enjoying ourselves, immersing ourselves in the joy of living in the here and now. And when you do that, your mind will automatically look after your body. You're going to look after even how you move yourself. It's a very interesting book that you might think about looking at, a book called Awareness Through Movement by Moshe Feldenkrais. I'm not 100% sure if I pronounced that right, but it is another way of ensuring, it's like, it's like movement meditation. It's another way of ensuring that we are looking after our body. But, you know, you don't even need to read that book. If you're in flow, you will always ensure that you move your body effortlessly and correctly. It's only when we are not in flow, it's only when we are mindless that we do something stupid and hurt ourselves or have an accident. You know, there's no such thing as an accident. An accident comes about as a result of mindlessness. And that's why I've said to you before, for all the nonsense that's been written about mindfulness, it is an essential in everyday life. And it isn't about hugging a tree. It isn't about being present and happy. It is about being present, happy, joyful, exhilarated, and doing what you need to do to get to where you want to go, including putting one foot in front of the other. And I'm not talking about putting our best foot forward as I do at the beginning of each of these podcasts. I'm actually talking about it in physical terms right now. We need to put our best foot forward, one foot at a time. We need to ensure that our bodies 
which are temples of our inner voice, of the real you. We need to ensure that we look after them, that they move with grace, that they are properly nourished, that they are probably fed and watered like a horse. Now, that's a joke. That we look after what we eat, what we drink, how we move, what exercise we take, how we sit, how we stand, how we move through our day physically. All this flows. You don't have to worry about any of this. You don't have to even think about it. You don't have to, for example, go and Google after this, uh, you know, best diet for losing weight. You don't need to do that. If you ever looked on my website at what some people say about my online program, you will find that one of the first owner reviews says, I lost 45 pounds to become fit and healthy. Actually, that's not the first part of what he says. This, this guy, a program owner in, in, in Denver, Colorado, starts his review by saying, I got my dream job and I lost 45 pounds to become fit and healthy simply by following the online program. The online program is only about looking after your state of mind. There was nothing in the online program about weight loss. There's plenty in the online program about getting the life of your dreams or about getting the job of your dreams or having the health of your dreams. But you don't need to worry about the nuts and bolts of being healthy. You don't need to worry about the nuts and bolts of looking after your body. When you look after your mind, your mind will look after your body for you. And like everything else, a mind in flow does. It will look after your body for you effortlessly. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.